0: My friend, but I'm sitting home watching talk to. Hi there, welcome to I Should Be Writing. This is the podcast for wannabe fiction writers, and I am your host, Mer Lafferty. I was hoping to have a live interview today, but that didn't happen. Still, the book Dazzling by Chicodili O'Dealy, Emma LaLotte, <laughs> I knew I'd mess it up the first time I said it live on recording. Emma Lumadu is out on December 5th, and you can find it. It's a very pretty, shiny cover. It's a very good book, and I hope to have Chikodili on uh, in the future. But for now, it is November 30th. It is the end of NaNoWriMo. If you're still doing it, and you're going to finish with your 50000 You congratulations. If you're anything like me, you're probably looking at those words and going, Yeah, but they're not good. Or, yeah, but I need to edit a lot. Or, yeah, but it's not a full book. Shut up. Just shut up. What you've done is written 50,000 words, and that's pretty amazing. So congratulate yourself, because you deserve it. If you didn't hit your 50, but you wrote this month, that's still a win, because I'm betting you wrote more than you would have had you not Done, NaNoWriMo. Any words down is a win. That's, you know, I don't care. Me, I uh, I try to do self-care. I try to give myself a break when I need it. And still, uh, sometimes my body or mind will say, you know what? We need to take a break. And you didn't plan it for us, so we're just going to take it. Um, yeah finishing the book the book launch a lot of stuff apparently was weighing heavily on me and um and i just did not get a lot done this month and i think i figured something out i have two i've gotten 10,000 words on two separate projects. And I have a third project I'm getting close to. That was kind of my November project that I don't think I'm at 10,000 yet. I know the plot point where I want to take the story and end it and send it to him. But I'll be honest, I haven't looked at the other two, which he has sent comments back on. And today, because I do a writing podcast, I figured I would question myself, and figure out why I am hesitant to look at those again. And I think it's because I'm afraid they're bad. It's like, I don't know why I don't hesitate when I look at, like, books that I've turned in that come back with edits. I don't like it, I mean, but any writer can say that. But I feel like I'm actively avoiding editing these hunks of fiction. I think I'm just worried that I'm going to look at it again and think, well, this really is crap. I'm, I'm not sure. It's one of those things where you just have an emotional reaction. You're not doing clear thinking. You're just thinking about, well, I could d- look at those words and immediately mind, body, physiological reaction is nope. So I'm, um, I think at least getting one of those back to my agent will be my December goal. I'm doing something fun on TikTok this month. I've been thinking about some of these books with first sentences or first paragraphs that just grab you. And I decided I want to start reading them on TikTok and talking a little bit about why they're good and what the author has put into a very small point point of, a very small portion of content that is supposed to get you excited. And so I started with Dazzling. So, if you want to go to my TikTok, which is also Mighty Mur, you will get the first paragraph of dazzling, and um, I'm going to be doing that for a lot more. Including, I have some books behind me that I'm going to be doing, but I will be reading the reading the first paragraph or first sentence and talking about why they're such a good hook. I got the idea when I was um, talking about Shigiri and the. Brass head of Obalufan, I think. Which also has a really good hook. So, I think that'll be fun. Evil Mur did not do a good job of uh, bringing you daily uh, NaNoWriMo podcasts. It's really shameful. Unfortunately, while she is evil, we do share a mind and body. And so when my mind and body said, okay, it's break time now, she just said, cool. So, I want to talk about a little bit more of end of project, the emotions you feel at the end of a project, because this is one of those things like, there are stresses in your life that come from good things. Christmas is stressful. Many holidays are stressful. Even if you enjoy it, they're stressful. Weddings are one of the most stressful days of your life. And so your reaction may not be what a, you want it, and B, you expect it, and C, what everyone else expects of you. And one of those is finishing a book or having a book published. You get into the habit of writing so much, and then you're not writing so much. So your schedule's changed. And you're even if you decide, well, I'm just going to get right back on that horse and get on to the next book, like whatever famous dude author famously did, once he finished one book, he just put another paper in until he wrote his five hours that day. I'm starting to really resent those kinds of uh, routine historians. I think historians too nice of a comment for them. But I've talked to Ursula about this before, Ursula Mernon, and she she flat out gets depressed when she turns in a book. It's there's no there's no confetti, there's no champagne and tiny trash, none of that. It's all wow, that's that's done, and I'm not doing it anymore. And I can't, it's not going to reach the potential I had in mind for it. You still have editing to do, but that is a different kind of brain sense than writing. And so even if you think you're on a good path to write a novel based on the work you've done this month, you might still feel let down. I remember last year I finished my very first NaNoWriMo. The very first time. Ever I had written fifty thousand words in November, and I kind of crossed the finish line and went, "Is that it? This thing I've been trying to do for over like two decades, and I'm still just kind of like well where's where's my party and I know I could throw my own party, and I think I did celebrate. I bought the shirt I did buy the winter shirt, but I did also have that letdown feeling, possibly it was because I knew the book wasn't done. Maybe it was because I thought it was crap. I can't even remember what I wrote 50,000 words on. I might have spread it between a couple of projects. Because if I'd written... I know I was working on... I know I don't have 50,000 words on one thing from last November. But you might might feel let down. And the thing is, that's okay. You can't control your emotions. You can control your reactions. But your gut emotions, you can't control them. So if you're one of those people who are kind of let down after you finish a major project. Even if you succeed, whatever that means in your vocabulary, you might still feel let down. It probably means you need a nap. And I'm using nap metaphorically. Like you might need to sleep for days. You might not need to look at your computer or at least your word processor for days. I forget what they call it, but I've heard that if you do the big intensive intensive six Week long clarion workshops that when you get home, you do undergo a period of not writing. And some have said it's like a year. I don't know if that's true for everybody, but it's like you get all, you do all this work and you, you know, you've talked to six or seven instructors who have tried to mold you. And that's so much information and so much work you've done. And you, your brain just needs a little while to process it. Honestly, that's one thing that scared me off of going to Clarion. That and I didn't want to leave my family for six weeks and it's expensive. But uh, if you have the the means and the time to do it, then I recommend doing it because it has created some of the best, or at least some of the best writers today once went to Clarion. I think Cory Doctorow, Cameron Hurley. Why can't I think of many Clarion peoples? I used to know a whole bunch. Oh, well. Anyway. Trust me, lots of people have gone to Clarion who have then made major names for themselves. So after a project, you can feel let down. You can feel tired. And that's okay. And remember, you're doing this for a reason that you think will benefit you. I'm wording that carefully because you might not think it's benefiting you after you write all that and you're really tired. But... And you might be doing it because you really want to write a, you really want this book to be the one that you submit, or you're really doing it because you wanted to see if you could do it. Those are, you know, the reasons that, why I said that. And if you don't see yourself achieving those, you still got to admit you did something amazing. And I'm talking to everybody who even attempted it. I'm talking to everybody who who did it, even with difficult stuff going on in their lives, because I mean, when stuff happens to me, I just shut down. Like, the creative stuff is the first thing to go. And, uh, yeah. I think if I were on deadline and something bad happened, yeah, I'd probably ask for an extension. Just a bit of a warning. I am undergoing the Invisalign adult braces thing. So if my speech seems a little bit more lisping, that's why. I've had them for three weeks now. And learning how to... Talk around them is still still a work in progress. But if it sucks, it'll only suck for six months. I think that's my timeline. I can't remember. I don't remember anything. Because this is not a very structured episode, I'm going to go ahead and open up chat. Thank you for listening to I Should Be Writing, the longest-running writing podcast in existence. This episode was made possible by The Fabulous, who support the podcast via Patreon or Substack. Join The Fabulous at patreon.com slash or mightymer.substack.com. Theme music provided by John Anilio. Art provided by Numbers Ninja. And podcast hosting provided by Libsyn. This episode is released under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Node Derivatives 4.0 License. You can find all of my books and podcasts at merverse.com.